Welcome to Your Favorite Self with me, Sophia Hyde. I'm on a mission to change the conversation in the personal growth space to one that gives you back all the power. Gone are the days of pursuing things that other people told us to value. The beauty of the word favorite is that it means you have full ownership to declare what you want. This is a space for conversations centered around how to birth those desires that are sitting just beneath the surface. As a certified master life coach, I'm here to help you get tangible results and transformation. So let's get to work. Hey, welcome back. This week, I want to address a concept that has come up in almost every single one of my coaching calls this week around the difference between changing versus accepting ourselves. And and what it looks what it looks like in conversation is people who are really really frustrated with themselves or maybe a person in their life and 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 wanting to change. So we'll just talk about it from like at the personal level. Like I really am frustrated about this thing about myself and I really want to change it. Listen, I'm a life coach. I do life change all day long. Most people come to me because they want a change. Actually, if you want everything to stay the same, you probably would not hire a life coach. So everybody I work with wants to change. But there is a difference between understanding when you need to change and when you need to accept that you're never going to change. I really, really think that some of us are being really hard on ourselves and beating ourselves up, trying to force something that is actually never going to happen. And so what we need to get the results we want, to get the life change we actually want, is to actually come to a place of acceptance, to just accept who we are and accept what needs that we have so we can go get them met or we can create life hacks around it, you know, or we can build a life around the way that we are instead of trying to change. And so I'm going to give you guys a few different examples, real life examples that have come up just in the in just in the last few days from calls I've been on. It's just a pattern and when I notice patterns and things repeating it feels I just I I just feel like it is the best thing to coach on because it means a lot of people are facing it. And in my world, um, I, for whatever reason, probably because I have ADHD, I attract a lot of ADHD clients. Um, and I also have multiple clients who do not have ADHD, but people in their lives do. And so it's a thing I just get and I understand because I know it intimately and excruciatingly well. Um, and so <clears throat> most of the examples I'm going to share with you are connected to ADHD brains, but it applies for everyone. It doesn't matter. If you do not have ADHD or nobody in your life does, it doesn't matter. You can still get so much value out of this episode if you take these examples and look for ways that you may be being really hard on yourself and you may be judging yourself too much and you need to come to a place of acceptance in your own world so that you can move on to, to end up getting the results that you that you really want. And so what is the difference between when something has to change and when we have to get to a place of acceptance? I'm going to 
give you, I'm just going to lead with examples and then, and then we'll go from there. The first one is in these two, these two different clients with their AD, both of them have ADHD and they're being really hard on themselves. And so they, they hired life coach, a life coach, um, to, to say like, I, I need to get better about this. You know, one, it was like, I just need to be more disciplined. I just, oh, I just need to be more disciplined. I'm just not disciplined. And, you know, it was just throwing out examples at me of all the ways they're just not following through and not finishing what they start and just so hard on themselves. Here's the difference between what needs to change and what needs to be accepted. I would argue here that the change that needs to happen is is in the way that this person views themselves, right? And so this is what we talked about. We talked about changing their identity. This language of I am not disciplined, like that's not going to serve you. Like whatever you believe to be true, you're then going to prove it to yourself. Like what we believe we manifest. So if they believe that they are not disciplined, they are going to continue producing results that prove to themselves that they're not disciplined. However, what is the actual frustration, like the not following through? So why don't we look at why is that happening, what's going on there, and how do we accept who we are and how we move through the world so that we can start following through? And one of the examples this person threw out to me was like, I just feel, I'm just so frustrated, like I paid $200 for this course that has like all this great stuff. And I, you know, listened to one episode or, uh, you know, webinar or lesson or whatever, and that I've never returned to it. And like, I do that all the time. I just, you know, I just have no discipline. And I challenged them and I said, yeah, yeah, I actually think that that was never going to work. You have to accept the kind of brain that you have, right? Where was the reward? If you're chasing, so a couple of things with ADHD, ADHD was, first of all, there, where's the dopamine hit? Because your brain is always chasing dopamine. And where in there, like if you were super excited and eager and this was like really fun and you were really looking forward to it, like you'd be so hungry to go get more. But if this wasn't something that was going to involve a bunch of dopamine, then, but you needed it, like whatever the content was to learn, like you really felt like you needed to learn this content then you had you needed to build in metrics. So of course, of course you bought a course and didn't finish it because number one, you're deadline oriented. So where was the deadline? Is the course indefinite? Lifetime access to materials, I actually think like I've 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 bought multiple courses that have lifetime access. Um and what I have noticed is it actually sets people up for failure. I don't ever plan to sell a lifetime access course because of the fact that I know how ADHD works and how many people I have I attract with it. Um, you need a deadline. And that's not just ADHD. A lot of people are deadline motivated, right? They they just how most people work in general. It is excruciatingly stronger <laughs> for ADHD brains, but it does apply to most people. They will wait until the deadline to get anything done. It is part of it is just human nature. So if you have lifetime access to something, then you have lifetime access to put it off. So where was the deadline? That was the first thing I said. Like buying an app that just stays on your phone permanently, like there's no deadline. I bought this course to help with this like, it's just basically, uh, it's like foot thing I have going on. And it's like this physical therapist teaching me how to like fix it myself. And anyways, I am not looking forward to this, but do you want to know the, one of the only reasons I'm actually logging on 
to learn from this person and do these courses is because I paid like $99 for this thing and I know it will help me, but I only have six months and I think I bought it four months ago. So I am like, crap, 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 crap. I still have to do those physical therapy exercises and I still don't know what I'm doing. And so I have not, like for four months, I have not listened to it. But now I'm like, I only have two more months. Otherwise I have to buy it again. And I don't want to do that because I only have six months of access. And this week I finally started doing the physical therapy on my foot because the time is like running out. There was a deadline. It's like, you have six months to learn this. And I'm like, I have got to get in there. <laughs> and so I finally am. And it has it has been painful. It was not exciting. I did not want to listen to stuff about why my foot is shaped the way it is and how I can get it to be shaped differently over time. Like it is not exciting or sexy. There's no dopamine in it, but I do want the results and they gave a deadline, right? So I said, first of all, that course is never going to work because there was no deadline. Second of all, there was no accountability. Like who, who was going to ask you if you watched it? Who, who was going to check in with you, right? That was one of the ways that I ended up altering when I started my coaching business, I thought it was a great idea to do a digital course. I had bought digital courses. And so I tried selling digital courses and people didn't finish them. And I hated that feeling. I hated the feeling that most people were buying these digital courses from me, watching module one and never revisiting it. And I have pulled away. You will notice I have not tried to sell any courses online in three years because I that doesn't feel good. I, like, sure, I could put together some sales pitch and get people to buy something, but them not getting results does not feel good to me. I am here to sell results, not to sell courses. So the um, that was when I changed. So for all of 2022, my coaching practice was it comes with a digital course, but we're gonna have 20 minute coaching calls at either weekly or biweekly to make sure that you are moving through the course and learning these concepts that you wanted in your life, right? So I built in accountability alongside the course. And guess what? My clients got results. Now, I will say what I also learned from that was hardly anybody still went to go look at the course. Their results were coming from their coaching calls with me, which is why I just ditched it all together and just do coaching calls. And I will be going back to some form of online learning some form of it, like, but I'm still playing with it because it cannot be in this like digital course way that has been so normalized with online learning because it doesn't, I am here to make sure people get results that I am not interested in just selling stuff. I want people to get results. And so I told this client, you, that was always going to fail. Like you're sitting here going, I wish I could be a person that finishes a digital course I bought. And I'm going, no, you're never going to be. Where was the deadline? Where was the accountability? It, like accept who you are. And now if you want to have those results that you thought you could get for $200, you need to buy those results in a way that involves deadlines and accountability, like accept who you are. Another example is um, another client, the, the other client with ADHD was like, I just you know, wish I could sit down at my computer and be able to like knock out a big project. And I'm like, yeah, that's literally never gonna happen. It's never going to happen. Why are you trying to like, you're beating yourself up. You're shitting all over yourself that you should be a person who can sit down and work on something that is super detail oriented for four hours straight. Stop expecting that of yourself. You are literally setting yourself up for failure. And so we talked about 
how does the brain, how does his brain work? And what does it look like? The results that he wants is to get the project completed, right? This detail-oriented project. It is his responsibility to complete it. So the result he wants is to get it done. But the expectation that he could sit down and do it in four hours is not an appropriate um, match, right? You're setting yourself up for failure. So what we did was we created a new plan, which was to take these four-hour projects and break them down into next steps. And then the new first step of these big projects, they are a regular part of his business. They do, they come through on a regular basis, whether it's, you know, weekly or a few times a month, but like they are, they are reoccurring. Um, And so they're not going away. It is part of his job. It's just the part that he hates, like it's the part he likes the least. He likes all the other stuff, not this part of the job. And so the new plan is that to just focus on the next step and that the first step of these four-hour projects is to sit down and write out all the steps that are involved because every one, of the, every one of these projects that he takes on are a little bit different and unique. And so the new plan is step one, big project comes in, you sit down for four hours, or not, not for four hours, I'm sorry. You sit down one time and the first step is you map out what particular steps does this project require? And map out A through Z what you're gonna have to do. That's step number one. Then each subsequent step is asking yourself between A through Z, what can I do today? How much of this can I move today? And not move the whole project. You're not going to get A through Z done, but can you get A, B, C, and D done? Like, can you just do the next three things? And on a day-to-day basis, move yourself, What maybe it's 30 minutes, maybe it's, I'm gonna set a timer for 30 minutes, because again, deadline-oriented. Um, I'm gonna set a timer for 30 minutes and see how many of these steps I can move in 30 minutes, like a race against myself. <laughs> maybe that will be how it works. Maybe when you plan your calendar out for the week, you say, I think this is a three-hour project, so I'm gonna schedule six 30-minute blocks of time because you might be able to sit down and concentrate for 30 minutes, but expecting yourself to concentrate for three hours, planning to fail. Like, can you accept yourself? Because the change, the change that he wanted was to be able to get these projects done in a reasonable turnaround time versus the procrastination that's currently happening, right? We can get the results. The change is to not procrastinate these projects, But the change is not going to be that suddenly you become a person who can sit down and concentrate for three or four hours straight. Unrealistic. And then um, like another example in this same client is, is time blindness, like not understanding how long things are supposed to take. I recognize I have time blindness. I recognize it's an unrealistic expectation for myself to think that one day I am suddenly going to be able to properly calculate how long something should take. Whether that is, you know, in one weekend, you know, saying, oh, here's the 10 tasks that I want to get done this weekend. And then only four of them happen. That's a very regular occurrence. Oh, we're going to do run this errand, do this house project, bathe the dog, like all this stuff. And then the list never gets done. I have completely unrealistic expectations of what can get done in two, in two weekend days. And so, what do I do about that? First of all, I accept 
that I am never going to reach a point where I properly understand how long things take. So the metrics I have to build in, um, one of those is if my husband is, um, right now he's traveling, but if he is home, I can show him my list and say, I would like to get these 10 things done this weekend. And he will usually laugh at me and he does not have time blindness. He completely understands how long things take. And he will look at that list and go, that is com- that is literally never gonna happen. And then he can help me and say, this, but not this, and maybe not this one. So like you you can handle four of those, which four are the most important. And then we'll make a new plan because I will use his brain to help me. So sometimes like it might be relying on an external source. I recognize that this will forever be my weakness. So I'm gonna go get the help and support that I need. That's one solution. Another solution is I will, I will brain dump this and I will say, these are the 10 things I wanna get done this weekend. And then I will know, I just know, like, you know, even though I think this is possible, I really do think this is possible. My track record would show me that it's highly unlikely to happen. So I'm going to prioritize them. If only one of these things can get done, which one's the most important, right? And then if only two can get done, which one's number two? And then, so I will take that list of 10 and make a new order of the, of moving through them one at a time. So that, cause I don't really understand. Like, I want these 10, but can I get four done or can I get six done? Like, I don't really know. My brain can't calculate that very well. So the support system I need is to work off of a prioritized to-do list to support my time blindness. So that doesn't mean that I expect I'm gonna change and suddenly become a person who doesn't have time blindness, but I can change in the way that I can maximize the productivity of a day or a weekend to get the most important things done. Because at the end of the day, isn't that what we want? Like we want to get the most important things done versus if I didn't think I had time blindness and I started with the least important things and then never got to what was the number one most important task to get done that weekend and I saved it for last because I genuinely thought I'd have time to get around to it. That's planning for failure, right? And so this is my encouragement for you. You can change. But do you have proper expectations of yourselves? If there's any empaths listening, are you waiting for the day that you're not going to have very large emotional waves come through your body? Do you think that one day you're just going to stop feeling big feelings? Stop thinking that. It's not happening. So versus say, I recognize I'm an empath and I have really big emotional waves. What does it look like to support myself? Because I want to be functional. I want to be productive. I want to not like totally lose an entire day to this, but what does it look like supporting myself through these emotional ways, right? I don't know what your thing is, but my challenge for you this week is what do you think is the thing, like what are you beating yourself up about waiting for the day it's finally gonna change? And can you just acknowledge that it never is? And then ask yourself, how do I get the result I want anyway? right? Am I going to focus, am I focusing on the right changes? Is there something that you are shooting all over yourself? I shouldn't be this way. This shouldn't be this hard. Other people don't struggle with this thing I struggle with. It should be easier. Can you just accept that maybe it just will always be hard for you? And then what does it look like to support yourself? How can you get results anyway? That is, that is what I have this week. That is my message for you. You are amazing. You can create whatever life changes that you want in your life. You can get whatever results you want in your life. But just make sure that you're putting your effort in the places 
that are realistic for you to actually create changes. Sending you my love. Please reach out if you need anything. Slide into my Instagram DMs. It's where I'm at the most. Love, peace, grace, all the beautiful things. That's it for today. Thanks for sticking around until the end. Make sure you subscribe or follow so you don't miss future episodes. To connect with me on social media, my Instagram and Facebook handles are at the Sophia Hyde. If you're curious about one-on-one coaching, the first step is to book a roadmap session. It's a one-hour deep dive into your favorite wheel, followed by a 30-minute consultation to see if future coaching sessions would be a good fit for you. To schedule your roadmap session, visit faveself.com. That's F-A-V-E-Self.com. 